This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hello and welcome to the Nakuda podcast. Parshas Midbar. I believe this is about a year since we started with these podcasts, if I'm not mistaken. So that's kind of a landmark. Um, and hopefully we'll have time still to talk about uh, Shavuos next week. I remember last year we combined uh, Midbar together with Shavuos. Um, this Parsha is not known as being particularly exciting. Um, there's a lot of numbers. That's how, you know, the... Uh, uh, translation of Sefer Midbar became numbers, I guess, because of this parsha. But it's basically the uh, kind of chronicling the sense uh, census of the Jewish people, the Shvatim, as they came into the Midbar, second year. Uh, in in our Sinai, in in Midbar Sinai, uh, uh, at that you know point in the progress. And um, I think it's very important to understand some really fundamental things that are uh, brought out in this parsha. Um, some of them are spoken about in the uh, Zoyar for the parsha, and some of them are just things that I think we should understand um, and that make this make a little more sense because we tend to question why. One would want to spend so much time. Why Hashem would want to spend so much time talking about these numbers and these senses and these names and and what, what is really the significance of this and spending so much uh, time on the detail of it as opposed to just saying, well, they went through the desert and that was it. And this continues already uh, for a while because we talk about the uh, procession of the Shvatim through the Midbar and how they're, uh, they're they were arranged and the, you know, the formation. And uh, you know all of these specifics, as, as well as the numbers and the and the leaders, uh, the names of the leaders. So anyway, um, when we think about our purpose in the world and the purpose of uh, our avoida, our serving Hashem within the world, we tend to uh, think of it more of like a Western. Uh, perspective of things like accomplishment and goals and um, uh, rewards and greatness and all these kinds of things that don't seem to be reflected in this Parsha at all. Um, this Parsha is not talking about any particular accomplishment. Um, it's talking about uh, a structure, an administration um, and simply kind of a, a, a marching orders. It was how did they progress through the Midbar, and why does that make a difference? So when we think about this, I think I'm probably mentioned this before because it's a pretty important principle that I, I talk about a lot, um, is the idea that we are here to serve Hashem. 
and we serve Hashem with what He has to have done and how He, you know, look, looks at things from His perspective, kind of. Um, he's giving us an opportunity to serve Him and to a large extent to take over a lot of the functions that if we wouldn't do it, he would have to do it. In other words, he's making us partners with him. I was just learning um, about this, uh, the whole concept of the um, learning capital pay gimel, I believe it's pay base pay gimel, um, where it's talking about, um, since Shir Shaliyoyim, it's talking about the um, the shoiftim, uh, the elokim as being a shoifet, and the idea that Hashem makes a person who is a, a judging properly. Here it's talking up about about uh, corrupt judges. But if a, if a, a judge is using his position to increase the practice of justice and you know truth in the world, he becomes a partner with Hashem in Maisibracious. That's why he's called Elokim, which is the term that's used for Hashem in in the uh, uh, six days of creation. So. That's obviously a pretty important job to do, but it's not something that you would necessarily give him an award or you know put him up on a pedestal or you know celebrate some particular accomplishment that he did. It's simply the fact that the world has to have uh, judges who are not corrupt to to uh, to administer the, the you know the, the justice of the world. And if they didn't, the whole thing would fall apart. And that's what happens when when uh, the foundations of the world are not upheld. Then the world is not sustained, or at least anywhere near the level where it's supposed to be sustained. So we end up with a situation where uh, things become corrupt and ultimately fall apart. And uh, Hashem sometimes has to take very drastic action in order to, uh, to put them back where they're supposed to be. So the concept of the Yidin going through the Midbar, we know, especially through Kabbalah, you know, Hasidus and these, these uh, uh, sources that stress the importance of the job that they had to do in the Midbar, especially according to the Rizal, with the concept of the Nitzitzis, these are the sparks that um, were uh, fragments of spirituality, whatever, these spiritual entities uh, from before Brias Oilam, that uh, they were fractured and and uh, lost, uh, distributed, diffused throughout the world's um, from you know from the very early stages, the idea of Shvias Akelim, people know about that, and then later with the Chet Aramarishan, the Sadas, and then later uh, even with the Chet Egel, these these fragments, these sparks that ultimately have to be redeemed in order for Mashiach to come, in order for the ultimate Tikkun, the ultimate uh, um, reality as it's supposed to be to be implemented. These uh, this this this. Redemption has to take place, and these um, sparks have been distributed throughout space. I mean, throughout throughout uh, uh, various aspects of the world, and a lot of them ended up in the midbar. And one of the ideas of them going through the midbar was to pick them up. In other words, to reattract them and and um, uh, and elevate them to their previous status of Kedusha. So the way that we know that that's done is by picking them up and uh, by, by going to the places where these 
things are, you know, in the spiritual form, but they are, and actually, and this is another paradox, is how a spiritual thing ends up in a physical place. But in any way, that well, that's how we told that this happens. It goes to a certain spot, and if a person does a mitzvah in that spot, or it actually, you know, uh, says a bracha on a piece on, on, on some food that it that is grown in that spot, or whatever it is, there's uh, there's. Is somebody saying a, a bracha in a, or a tefillah in a certain place? It's it's uh, revealing Hashem's presence in that place, in that thing, whatever it is, and elevating the sparks, which makes it uh, easier and, and, and uh, quicker for the ultimate redemption to come, uh, if not for all you know numerous setbacks along the way. But in any case, in any case, that's that's a lot of the job of the Jewish people in the world is to find these sparks and to elevate them. And we know that this is uh, ultimately, you know, this was a few, there were a few opportunities that we had to bring about the final geula that because of various averis it didn't happen. And we ended up having to go um, just have extensions. I mean, for example, you know, when we were in the base of Mikdash, that was really supposed to uh, be, uh, you know, the, the ultimate Redemption and unfortunately, uh, because of various affairs, it didn't the, the, the unity didn't last for very long, and they got split up and the tribes and everything else, and then the you Nevodei know, and uh, ultimately were were exiled and then uh, exiled a second time, and then we ended up in this this huge diaspora where we're spread out all over the world. And to a large extent, for this reason, to be able to pick up these sparks that have been distributed in all kinds of places. But in any case, what I'm saying is, is that, is that that is one way of looking at the whole job of the Jewish people in Golis, and it started way back in that, that original thing because of the Chayda Eagle. They had to go 40 years, and then the Maraglim. They had to go 40 years through the Midbar to pick up all these sparks to be able to bring them into Eretz Yisrael to be able to build a Bais and hopefully create the ultimate redemption there. And that didn't work out, and then they got thrown out, and ultimately thrown out a second time, and then we ended up having to do it through this uh, this uh, diaspora that we're going through now, um, until Mashiach's times, which we hope is certainly you know speedily in our days, Amen. Um, but that's an, another function that we go through. So why are we here for so long? It's specifically for this reason of of a, a long term. Uh, uh, job, a long-term mission of going and uh, revealing and collecting these uh, these sparks of of, of uh, kedusha that have to be returned to their previous state, and that that's a job that's got to be done. So it's not anything that there's any big fanfare, and there's it's not revealed exactly how it happens and who's doing it or whatever. But it's something that has to be done, and that's really on a, a, a tactless basis. It's not just like a little maintenance job. It's a big it's a big deal. Okay, that's that's one idea. The other big idea is is that simply by going this is another thing that's talked about in this parsha, especially in the Zoyar, is the idea that there's there's a Seder Hayoim. There's a daily procedure that we go through every day, every individual yid, you know, a, a man in his in his way, a woman in his way, even a child in, in, in their way. They uh, we do we go through a certain uh, uh, seder, a certain order. And this whole thing is about order. It's about people doing what they're supposed to do the way they're supposed to do it and getting the job done. And, of course, the higher uh, kavanas we have, the more, the more inspiration we do that with, the, the greater effect it has. But the fact is that the job has to get done, and it has to be done every day on a consistent, regular basis. So 
when we get up in the morning and we acknowledge that Hashem has given us back our neshama, and we, if a man put on tzitzis and then put on tefillin, and we daven in the morning, and you know, all of these things, and women are exempt from a lot of the stuff, you know, that's, that's time oriented because of their uh, responsibilities with the family. But the idea is that that all of this has, stuff has to get done on a, 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 a daily basis, simply for the, the order of the world to be maintained. There's a certain minimum energy level that has to be maintained, but if we want to go beyond that and release what's called the shefa, so that there should be really an, a, an exchange of love and attention between Hashem and Klaalisol and the world as a whole, we have to, you know, put a lot of, of our koiches, uh, a lot of whatever effort we can put into that, we have to try our best to maximize that daily uh, infusion of energy into the world on a regular basis. So the idea of, of the, you know, chronicling, you know, uh, um, uh, documenting the movements of where the yin went through the, through the midbar, and who the Yidden were that were in charge, and what was the order, and what was the numbers. What, what we're saying is, is a very significant thing, that the whole idea of there being 12 Shvotim, which, which uh, reflects the concept of what we call the 12 Ketsovas, the 12... Um, uh, the 12 sides of the edges of the, of the cube, the idea of the whole... Arrangement of the spheres is uh, arrangement of six and six. One of the one of the positive sides and negative side, or the, or the on, on the side of Chesed and side of Gura. Whatever it is, we have this this this, this pair of six, which equals twelve. And we have the idea of um, of the seven of seventy neshamas that it started out with. This is a certain structure that was necessary to parallel the spiritual structure of the spheres and everything so that the Jewish people particularly would be able to accomplish this ticket. They'd be set up with the tools when necessary and the structure that was necessary that was the only way that the uh, that this ticket can actually be accomplished. So, you know, until they came on the scene, until the 12 tribes, you know, came on the scene to be able to accomplish this, this job that had to be done could not be, have been accomplished in any other way. So the very fact that the Jews are structured the way they are, and the, 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 the Kohat and the Levim and the Israelim and all these different structures that we have are all what's necessary to do this job. So we have, and this job again, is, is it's the regularity, it's the constancy, it's the reliability, it's the, the, the responsibility and the trustworthiness. And all of these kinds of midas of, 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 uh, of uh, uh, characteristics are things that stand, that, that are not simply nice things about us that you can say little praises about who we are and, and, and what our milas are, what our, what our, our qualities are. It's it's talking about whether we are going to do, accomplish the essential job that Islam has given us in the Bria as a whole. And this is this is related to the kinds of things that we're talking about in the Parsha. So, you know, if you want to look at the at the um, at the uh, Zoyer on this, it's it's very enlightening. It's, it's it paints a beautiful picture of what goes on just on a daily basis, a twenty-four hour basis of the night and the day, and 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 how we interact with all the other aspects of creation, and how our ability 
to do these things on a regular basis is what gets it done. So again, there's not so much glamour in it. It's not maybe so, it doesn't sound so exciting, but it's a, a kind of a, a, a cyclical thing that we reiterate on, you know, on a daily basis and on a weekly basis and a monthly basis and all the different cycles of time that we're dealing with. We can hopefully go through that in greater depth at another time. But the point is that that is the the fact that is the 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 uh, the, the uh, really the fundamental aspect of our lives that we have to, you know, get into. We have to really appreciate just how deep and how fundamental and important that is, and what you know what our mission really is. So that's just uh, some ideas that I wanted to get across on the basis of this parsha, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Amitzah Shalom.